The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. Joining us is Benjamin Shapiro who is the CEO of I Hear Everything, which connects brands and content creators with their target audience. Benjamin is also the producer of this podcast. All right, today, Benjamin and I are going to discuss how we build a brand philosophy. All right, here's my conversation with my boy, Benjamin Shapiro, CEO of I Hear Everything. All right, what's up, dude? Scott, how are you? Good. We're getting it. We're figuring out the podcast world. Thanks for your help. And I love, we're going to connect often on here just to Tell people what's going on, talk about marketing, make sure people have a good vibe for the show. But I'm just super happy with where things are at. You know, it's not just about the downloads and listens, but just uh, the feedback we're getting and how we just keep getting better. So that's what it's all about. Thank you, first and foremost. You're like a real podcast host now. How many of these have you done? <laughs> that, well, so I, I'm probably in the 60-ish range now between before and then this one. I think in this podcast... Since I've been coached a little better, even know how to hold the microphone. I think I had it backwards, as Benjamin pointed out earlier. I think we're probably in the 30 plus range since we've been doing it. So yeah, it's just... You sound more natural than when we started. And <laughs> yeah. you know, as somebody who's a, a podcast producer, that's always a, a good sign. Well, that's good. I was reading before. I was like, blah, 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 blah. And then my microphone was backwards. I was all over the place. But we're getting better. I like progress. You're doing this podcast, not because you're a professional podcast host, but you know something about brand and you wanted to learn more about it and share it. And honestly, that's the reason why I wanted to hop on the pod with you today is we haven't really carved out a lot of space in this podcast to hear about you. So I want to take time to learn about your brand philosophy. You know, we're working on this project together. And so far, you've been interviewing all of these smart marketers that have built these incredible brands. And we actually haven't had a chance for you to talk about some of the brands that you've built. So can I steal your podcast for like 15 minutes? Love it. Let's do it. All right. You're, look, here's the deal. A little reverse. I, I know that you've got like 30 of these episodes under your belt. I've done like 1,600 of them. Uh, <laughs> and so now I'm in like the hostile takeover range where I'm just going to kind of hijack and ask you a bunch of questions. You know, my understanding is you came on my podcast like a million years ago and we're like, hey, I'm thinking about doing my show. And we agreed that I was going to help you produce. And, and here we are. But you run this network of agencies and you're, you're going through this sort of consolidation or this, you're building your own brand to sort of put everything under one, uh, you know, sort of umbrella, one label, one holding group. 
So I want to hear about your brand philosophy. How did you get into branding? Why is this so important? Why did you dedicate your career? Like when you think about branding, what is it that makes a brand special? So that's 10 questions in one, which is exactly yeah, what you're not supposed to do when you're a podcast host. Let's, <laughs> let's start at the beginning. How did you get into branding? Yeah. So I've just been fascinated with marketing. It's been a passion of mine. You know, I remember being in high school and not doing well in classes. And then I got involved with a thing called DECA when I was in high school. And it was a marketing club. And I was like, finally, I fit. I kind of like, this is something that interests me. And I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at this. And so I, I think I was like vice president of DECA when I was in high school. And I was like vice president of nothing growing up. I was kind of a rebel kid that was playing sports. And um, then in college, even I was playing sports, but I was involved in Dex Club. And I just, I've always loved the art and science behind marketing. And there's something about being creative with business that is just super fun. I mean, I think when you look at artists or movie producers or musicians, I'm fascinated by what they do, but I don't have the talent to do that. My talent's more around this, again, I call the art and science of marketing. And uh, as much as people want to really make a science out of it or a, a math problem out of it, there's so much more to it. And I'm just, you know, I watch TV commercials during Super Bowl. I always have. I've always wrote down things that I love, which is why I started working in radio when I was 20 years old. And when I was in radio, I used to write commercials to try to get people on the air. So as more of a street hustler, this like art form of marketing kind of spoke to me. So I've really dedicated my career for 20 years in this art form. And I love connecting with other agency people, brand people. And finally, after you know 15 years owning an agency, I've now found myself coaching and mentoring other agencies uh, that are all part of our group. So we have five agencies now in our agency platform that's coming out called the Harky Group. And yeah, working on brands, studying brands, working with CMOs, working with vice presidents of marketing. I've been a part of you know Fortune 50 companies, Fortune 500, startups. I mean, I, I, it doesn't feel like work to me. I, I, I literally just, I love every piece of it because it's so hard to do it well. And so when you find people that are excelling in this craft, I want to dive into it, which is kind of where the podcast came from. But I think that answered the first question really in a long form. But you took the words out of my mouth and and I won't take credit for this, but the art of the art and science of marketing. I, I run the Martech podcast. I'm the host yeah. of that show. And you know, that's more of a science podcast. That's a what's the technology and how's the math work and how are you maximizing reach and frequency and you know uh, targeting. Yeah. And, that, and that's important. That's a big part of it. it. You can't, from what I've seen, you can't lean too much in either side of it. And, you know, some of the textbooks in marketing that I coach and teach sometimes at, at universities or art schools and some of the teaching now is flawed. It can be outdated pretty quickly. And, you know, social platforms come in and, and as pandemics hit, I mean, you, you got to be on a swivel and constantly willing to check your strategy. And it's just completely an art and science. And um, that's why it's cool. There's no cookie cutter way to do it. <laughs> you, you can't get too creative with accounting. Uh, there's, <laughs> you, I mean, you can, standard. but you might get yourself into a little bit, little bit of trouble. Yeah, but your your specialty isn't the science, right? You're not a demand gen expert. You're you're not focusing on advanced targeting technology solutions. You're the art side. 
you know, you're doing the brand marketing podcast. You, yes, sure, that stuff is important, but like your bread and butter is something that you mentioned. It's hard to do well. It's easy to create a brand. It's hard to create a good brand. So tell me a little bit about your philosophy. You've worked with everybody in all sorts of different companies and you know, all the way from the Fortune 50, all the way down to the earliest stage startups. What are some of the common ties that you see or what's your philosophy when you're working on a brand? Yeah. And, and the cool thing about at least the branding side, look, I, you know, I've done demand gen and I've, I've worked with car dealers and personal injury attorneys and I've worked with, you know, Walt Disney companies and the biggest brands in the world. And but from the brand side and the strategy of the brand side, I think philosophy can go across all verticals and sizes of companies. And it definitely starts with what I call kind of three things. Number one is as you're thinking about your brand, I like to think it in as a human. You have to give it some human traits because humans want to relate to humans. So if you want to be more attractive as a brand your brand has to have these human characteristics. And we've seen this forever, right? That's where Tony the Tiger came from. That's why you had these characters back in the day. They, th- they thought by making a character around their brand, it would create this kind of human or animal or spokesperson. And, and then they're, they're more relatable. Now we see it as personal brands, right? Or other things that, that have human characteristics. So as you think, number one of the three things is your brand. Who are you? What are your human characteristics? And then how do you get your whole organization to align on these characteristics? If you're making a baby, how does the baby talk? How does the baby and human interact? What is the tonality? And really just think it's some deep stuff. And so we have all these exercises over, could be weeks or it could be days in terms of how we would develop the strategy. And and number one is, who is your brand? What are the human characteristics? Who is it today? And who is it going to be five years, 10 years down the line? That's number one is, is really develop this personality. And that'll allow you to have creative that isn't wishy-washing all over the place. And you need people to align. The second piece, and this is, I think, in, in a competitive environment where we are today, one of the most important pieces, which is how is your brand differentiated in the marketplace? As people know in the investment world, as you're raising money, differentiating differentiation is really important from an investment standpoint, but it's equally as important as a brand. What are your competitors doing? So you have to study your competitors and how are you uniquely different? I have a saying is when they zig, you zag. And differentiating is not just product differentiating, but it's personality differentiation. It's platform differentiation. It's everything. It's delivery. It's design. What is truly the differentiation of your product or service or brand? And then the the third piece, and I have these three little circles in a diagram that I, I like to show people all the time. That's where you focus on the customer. And this is what agencies do really well. There's a lot of things agencies don't do well, but good agencies should be representing the consumer and should be helping companies understand some of the human behaviors that change over time. And how can you align with human behavior and how they're going to be attracted to your brand? So really studying simple things like demographic, but psychographics, buying behaviors, how long are they on certain platforms or shows and understanding everything about your core consumer. And as you put these three things together, your brand, your competition and the consumer together, that's really what we do and what I've done that I consider best practice now in terms of philosophy, in terms of how you set up a brand for success. It's interesting to hear you talk about 
the brand, the characteristics, the customer, and the competition separately. I feel like a lot of what people are thinking about these days with brands, our brands need to be mission-oriented. You have to Mm -hmm. be able to clearly articulate why you're doing something so people understand where you're coming from. How much do you think about establishing that mission, the purpose? It seems like everybody's got a cause these days, and, and maybe we're I don't know, overusing that, but how much does your mission matter when you're building a brand these days? Yeah, it matters a lot. And, you know, we see brand marketers talk a lot about this in terms of mission. I would clarify it more as purpose. I think purpose is everything. And right now, I think the trend is what you're hearing from a lot of brand marketers. They call it, what's your North Star? Of course, it starts with why was a great book and understanding the why behind things is important, but it really comes down to like, where are you going and how does that benefit customers. And I think sometimes people take it too far where they're like, we have to be saving lives and we have to be committed to the environment. And that's certainly great. And if your purpose is a part of that, that's truly true and authentic, that's great. The problem is a lot of times people overreach there and they have some sort of mission that's not really authentically true to the brand. And it's also really not that important to the consumers in their segment, right? And so they overreach. So having a purpose and a North Star is extremely important. And and weaving that through strategy is what I would call kind of phase two after you get the basics down of these three circles. And I'm telling you, a lot of times, it's really not true and authentic. And that's the worst thing you can do. I mean, great marketing destroys a bad brand very fast. So if you're set up wrong and you do great marketing, and your purpose is not really true to who you are or important to consumers, then the better marketing you do, the the worse your brand's going to do because people aren't going to talk about it. People aren't going to use it. People aren't going to tell their friends about it. Yeah, that's interesting. The the more you're able to get out there, if you seem inauthentic, the more people are going to feel like you're inauthentic and you're going to damage your brand. The thing that sticks out to me that you said is you can overreach with a brand. And what went through my head as you were saying that, my wife and I watched um, We Crashed, the uh, Apple TV show. Uh-huh, about I love WeWork. that show. Yep. And you know, WeWork's mission is we're raising, we're elevating the world's consciousness. And it's like, no, you're a co-working space. And, yeah. you know, like whether you, uh, sure, maybe they elevated the world's consciousness by putting them in front of designer desks. But it seems like that was kind of the, the downfall of, Adam Newman, Neiman, Neiman, Neiman. <laughs> yeah, interesting character, right? Like, yeah. you know, and I'm sure it was played up a little bit. I mean, I had friends at Uber and, and Super Pump, same thing. I mean, I think they, they played up the Uber CEO character, Travis, as well. But yeah, we see this with, I mean, how many Super Bowl ads do we see that just flop because this purpose driven message was flat because no one believed it? It was bullshit. It happened so, I mean, especially before when we saw, a lot of almost even kind of political affiliation messaging in Super Bowl ads in the past. Some work really well when they hit and it's truly authentic to the brand and makes sense. Um, but people are smart. And if you're full of it, people are going to catch on. So there, there are definitely some brands that do this really, really well because it's true. Like Patagonia like lives what they believe in terms of their purpose and they do it. And it's true and it's real. And so they, they actually can get away with it because it's believable. There's been times where Coke has, I think, overreached at times and said they were all about creating a better world with, you know, what, sugary, you know, <laughs> sugary soda pop? I don't think so. Have they done some nice things? Of course. Does that maybe help a little bit with brand affinity? Of course. 
But how brands fail, I would say, especially large one is large ones is CMOs that come in and out and they certainly overreach on their mission and their purpose a little bit and they're not truly living it. And that's hard. I mean, that's hard as a human being to live a purpose, a purposeful life and to really truly be in a place where you're all about helping people, less about profits. So publicly traded company, really hard to do. A smaller local startup, if that's really part of your fabric of being in business, that's great because that's, that's true and authentic. It's differentiated and you're really living it. Then, then that's a huge opportunity. But sometimes I try to pair people back a little bit first because I think we can get a little carried away. And if it falls flat, which nine times out of 10, that stuff can then you're fried. You're fried with people. It's hard to get a second chance. It happens and you can have a second chance, but it's really difficult. So no one likes a person that overpromises and underdelivered. And the same goes with brands. So I feel like you've been around and you've seen some stuff. You've had an established career. You know, we've worked together for a little while. What have we been doing this for three months or so? I want to ask you a deep, hard to answer question. It's going to be the last question, I guess, for this episode, since I'm stealing your podcast. How do you align your brand to feel authentic? You said people have a hard time doing that themselves. So how can you do that within an organization, a company? Yeah, I think ultimately for organizations, the biggest key, which isn't that sexy of an answer for marketing and marketing people and marketers, it's alignment. It's aligning on values and goals and mission and purpose with a lot of different people. And being true and sticking with it day in, day out. I mean, Richard Branson, Virgin, Virgin's a client of ours, so a little shameless plug. You know who they are and he knows who he is. And the brand follows him and follows for decades the same kind of personality and purpose. And it's not over the top purpose. It's one of Richard Branson's favorite sayings is, you know, screw it, let's do it, right? It's really true and authentic, which is why it's such a great brand and they take care of it. They don't allow a lot of merchandise. I mean, they really protect it. Sometimes I get annoyed when marketing people get up to their presentation. They're like, Starbucks, Apple, Coke, you know, they know how to do it well. Disney. There's other smaller examples of this that do really well. It could be a local coffee shop that always says hi and ask you how your day is as a brand personality that's true and authentic to them. It could be a sandwich shop. I mean, one of my favorite sandwich shops, it was this ex-cop and she was this lady and she was a badass. And she would like kind of give you a hard time about what you were ordering and kind of like hassle you. That was differentiated. I love it. And it was great sandwiches from New York and it was in, it was in downtown Phoenix. And so just owning who you are. And I think for me, part of my personal journey is finally, once I grew up a little bit when I was able to own who I was and accept it. And there's something about that confidence that really attracts people. And so that's what I try as a marketer to get out of companies is like, what are those really unique nuggets that are ownable that don't have to be like a perfect thing? It's just certainly ownable and confident and people are attracted to that. And when you can start doing uh, communications and creative around that, it's a huge, unique advantage because most people want to play it safe and they don't want to really show who they are, the good and the bad. And they kind of protect and they put out images where they think people want to see, but it's not true and authentic. And the ones that are just really true and authentic and own who they are, which is hard to do, those are the ones that I think have big advantage because that's how human beings connect. It's, it's, it's an emotional connection. So that's what I love. 
you know, I stole your podcast for a good 20 minutes here. And now I want to give it back to you because you're the podcast host. And if anything, it's your turn to read the outro. I'm done here. All right. I love it. <laughs> well, that was fun, Benjamin. Yeah, the tables have turned. Uh, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Thanks again to Benjamin Shapiro, CEO of I Hear Everything, for stealing the podcast from me and uh, putting me on the spotlight. That was kind of fun. Uh, tomorrow, Ben and I are going to discuss how we tear down the Yeti brand. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you'd like to hear more about Benjamin, you'll find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, of course. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, or visit his company website at IHearEverything.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to therebrandpod.com where we have summaries of all our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our newsletter. Or if you want to talk about your most successful marketing campaign, you can apply to be a guest speaker on the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at rebrandpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly where my Twitter handle is sharkyaz. Or you can find me on Instagram at scottharkey. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button on your podcast app and we'll be right back in your feed the next business day. Okay, that's it for today. But till next time, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. <laughs>